Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Popcorn for Dinner. Today I'm going to be joined by a recurring guest on the show, Ima, and one of our very own at Popcorn for Dinner, Ibubi. We'll be talking about the recently released episode 7 titled The Strings That Bind Us. So I hope you enjoyed the episode and thank you for listening. Let's get right into it, Ibubi. What did you think of this episode? Obviously, aside from enjoying it, like, yeah, what were your thoughts generally? Um, I thought it was not just a good episode, but a really good start, right? A start to what I'll call the second half of the season. Um, Ted Lasso is pretty interesting because they tend to be very flexible with their episode counts, depending on the story that they're trying to tell. Pretty sure season one was 10 episodes, season two was 12 and it looks like they might be doing something around 12 this time, um, again, if not more. So that means this episode, episode 7, would be the start of the second half of the season. So if we see it that way, building on from everything we've seen up until this point, I think it's actually a good one because we see everybody in a good place, or at least an easy-to-explain place, right? Um, jumping from... Rebecca making very questionable decisions last episode, and she clearly has no idea of Stranger Danger. Maybe it's because she's rich, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, now she's you know telling Keely all about that stuff. Ted has had his his um his little epiphany as my brothers, um, my t- uh, my two younger brothers, they like to say it's looking like you know Ted Lasso is now going to show us some actual football tactics. We thank God. So <laughs> now. With uh, with Ted having seen what he's seen, I was very lo- much looking forward to seeing how they would apply that um, to the team. So I think that if we take that as a new beginning for the team, um, it sort of gives us everything we need um, to get into what could be the final stretch of at least um, this part of the story, um, as opposed to, well, we're actually even including the, the story as a whole. So I think it had a good mix of emotions as well. Yeah. Um, it really felt like this episode felt almost it felt almost too wholesome somehow, if that makes sense. Like there was like in a good way, like in a good way. It it felt like like at every turn I just felt this this sense of warmth um from what was happening with the characters and you know where everything is. Even the fact that Roy apparently is now Mr. Funny. <laughs> and he doesn't <laughs> he himself doesn't even like it. But yeah, like there was, you know, there was anger, um, there was sympathy, you know, we felt other things from like concern to joy, from being offended to even being represented, right? Like there was so much going on. And I think the, the episode definitely had a, had a lot for just about everyone, especially people who've been following the series. This is one of those things that's like, it's nice to show somebody who's new to the show, but if you've been watching Ted Lasso, um, not just the entire series, but if you've been watching it since it came out, like you've been waiting for all the breaks and everything, this feels like one of those things where it's like they're kind of re- rewarding you for some of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I love the fact that you touched on like the range of emotions that they took us through because I put like four, not four words. So family, teamwork, romance, racism. 
it handled all four of them brilliantly. Like we saw teamwork, we saw it with tactics, we saw romance, we saw it obviously with Jack and Keely, we saw racism with Sam, we saw family also with Sam as well, but to a larger extent, even the team. But let's not get into that. I want to get Iman's thoughts generally on the on the episode as well. Oh yeah, no, I thought it was really good. And I think it's like, you know, when Ted Lasso and shows like this, when they hit on like when they get when they take things into their stride, it's mostly when like the f- football or like, you know, I think in shows they call it like the day job kind of ties in with the, you know, personal lives of people and things like that. And I thought that, you know, it was perfect that, you know, yeah, they're talking about total football and applying it here. But like you get to see how that you know, kind of ties into everyone's sort of character, especially with like Jamie, with um Ted, with even Trent thinking that, oh, maybe Ted um planned this all along, even though he kind of just locked into it. You know, thinking that, you know, this has been his grand plan of building team spirit all towards these tactics. Um but then also like, you know, there's very heavy subject matter in terms of like, you know, the racism, the refugee conversation and things like that. And I thought it was a bold step for the show because, like, I'll probably remember more because I binged Ted Lasso last year. But, like, the early episodes seemed very neutral. Like, they were not trying to say, you know, what wing this show is on and stuff. But, like, you know, um, in the same way that, obviously, people talk about, oh, football should just be football and stuff. It makes sense that they actually address some of the heavy subject matter. And I think, you know, that kind of ties in with, you know, the wholesome feeling that you guys talked about because you know like they dealt with like really deep stuff that you know that to be honest people don't want to be reminded of when they're like watching a show and escaping so it's nice to like be able to wrap it up in a way that's like you know what i'm represented and you know it doesn't have to be all bad kind of thing so in general like i really enjoyed it and you know there's just so many beats that i hit that i loved yeah um now that you've you've brought up you know, the heavy topic, I guess we can start off there with the heavy topic. Um, we see Brenda Barrow, um, doing a madness in the show. Um, it would be how, like, what were your thoughts just watching that and just seeing obviously something that we've seen happen in real life with, you know, Pretty Patel and, and her fellow people in yeah. the Tory government. Um, yeah, it's it's always nice when these shows kind of try to ground you in reality a little bit, um, because you know, as they say, art inspires life, and life also you know inspires art, and it's kind of this circle that eventually forms what we come to know as pop culture. And watching that, it reminded me of some of some of the things I became all too acquainted with. Um, living in the U.S. the past like eight years, it was like I was watching like Trump and his cronies again. <laughs> it was it was very interesting to see that. Um, because it was just all those same points. It's like you know, whether it's like make whatever place great again, or um, don't come into our country if you want to come in. You have to earn your keep. Come the legal way. It's like okay, well, how did you who's saying that your people? How did they get here? Right? You know, all these different questions that all come down to being very exclusionary in the way you behave and the way you treat other people, the way you kind of craft your policies. So I think that's something that hit close to home for a lot of people um, because, you know, everyone kind of experiences that on some level, whereas 
um, it depends on kind of who you are in that situation. Are you the person who's the target of this? Are you the person who is actually saying out this stuff or the person supporting, you know, the, um, the boroughs of the world, right? I think everybody has a bit of a, of a perspective. And obviously there are people who support her because they definitely um, decide to pay Sam and his nice little restaurant to visit, right? That can only be done when you have the kind of supporters that can do interesting things on your behalf, uh, to say the least. So yeah, that was definitely sad to see. And I, I like how they portrayed Sam's sort of reaction to it. Like Sam is a very kind of cool, calm, collected guy. In general, he's very easygoing. He's very positive. He's trying to be a goldfish, right? We love Sam for this. However, sometimes we see the kind of fear that comes out in him, you know, whether it's about, you know, what to do with, you know, his future, about Rebecca, or one of my favorite examples, actually, when it's looking like Jamie Tart might come back to the team, and you can see the trauma of bullying just rising to the surface as he's talking to Ted, like, what are you doing? Why would you do this, right? And funny enough, I'm pretty sure that is actually the reason that Ted brings Jamie back. Like yeah. Ted wasn't, he was indifferent before. Like he wasn't actually going to bring Jamie back. He was like, well, that's not something I can actually do at this point. But then he saw how it could be a growth point for Sam and he brought him back anyway, regardless of that. And that was, a, that was definitely a crazy move from Ted because he could have gotten a lot of hate for that. And I think yeah. he, Sam probably felt some type of way for a little while. But in the end, it kind of helped him grow. And I think this is one of those times where Sam's insecurities, um, his fears, just his humanity kind of come to the surface. And he's like breaking the, like this veneer of him being this really, really positive person. Yeah. And when he comes in, he pushes Isaac. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, that's, that, that was very effective. And I think Tohib Jima did an amazing job with, with that. Like every aspect of it, you know, the speech, the touching on how, you know, fans just want you to be who you are to them and they don't want to acknowledge that you're an actual person with, you know, problems. Yeah. Um, that was that was very realistic to see. So I, I like what they did with that whole situation and all the kind of character moments that they got from that because we didn't just get to see what's happening in the world of the show. We got to see how it affected Sam. We got to see how his teammates would react to it, um, both the black and the white ones, right? Um, just... Or everybody, like the people from England and the people who aren't from England, and it made a lot of sense. Yeah. Speaking of reactions, um, Sam's dad was, I think that was so touching for me. Like just Sam crying and then his dad just hugs him. Like, oh my God, that that was just so... It Samuel. Was, <laughs> <laughs> you know what, like... It was so heartbreaking, but still so wholesome at the same time. Like it yeah. just, it just felt so warm. Like that moment was so warm. Yeah, and truly. Yeah, Iman, like, yeah, like, how did you feel? Just like, um, what's it called? First of all, like, Nonso Anazia is a legend. Like, I love him in Amazing. anything I see him in. Like, I love him in anything that I see him in. He's really good in Swift Tooth, if you see that. Um, but like, you know, I like, like, going back a step of like everything with Sam was that we didn't just go straight into his angry. It was like, it was almost like a love letter to the people who say, or you don't need to react. You don't need to come down to their level and stuff like that. It's that, you know, at first he ignores it, you know, it's fine. And then he makes a simple statement, no hate, nothing. And then he's told to just face his football. And it's like, okay, like that doesn't make sense. And then, you know, it 
it gets to the point that he comes knocking on his door straight away. Like his actual door where it's too difficult to ignore. So it kind of shows you like the scale because a lot of people are like, oh, just ignore it, just ignore it. Look, it's going to eventually hit you. Like that's how these things are. Like when you ignore something, you know, just because it's not happening to you now, it could happen to you. And the fact that it's happening to other people is also important. And I think they showed, you know, Sam's perspective of like understanding he had that responsibility as a public figure to at least try and raise Use awareness platform, for it. Yeah. Exactly. And then when that doesn't go well, fine. Because some people believe that I entertain people. I'm the good one. They're not going to hurt me. But like he still does, he still gets, you know, um, on, he ends up a victim basically. And yeah. it's like, it's a realistic thing just to show you that like, look, you can't, um, you can't hide behind that. But then, yeah, his dad coming in, like, you know, I'm a sucker for that father and son relationships because, you know, my dad and I are really close. Um, so his dad coming in like that was like, okay, this is really good as well. Because, you know, there's just, there's a certain kind of like reinforcement sometimes you get from a parent who's probably, maybe because his dad lives in Nigeria, he doesn't, he hasn't dealt with that directly, but like, you know, they've been through a lot of things. And for them to tell you that, no, you know, you need to just, just give you that extra like push, you know, no matter how old we get, like there's a certain push that comes when it's your parent pushing you forward, I feel like. And, you know, for us to see that realize so well. Nonso does such a great job playing his dad that like for I think we've only seen him on like a FaceTime call before. But like immediately he comes mm. in, like there's no question, like, yeah, this is father and son. And like, you know, just the yeah, same. Even though he's wearing full like butter for you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I respect it. I actually <laughs> respect I respect it. It makes sense because actually that's probably what an actual Nigerian dad would that, do. Is yeah, actually just, sure. You just want to represent correctly. Exactly. You, know? you get like, you can't be like, oh, I can't wear a suit to black. Oh, that's what everyone his parents would wear. Like, I yeah. need them to yeah. know that the Nigerian guy is my son. Yeah. You know, like that kind yeah. of pride kind of thing. And even when he t- sends him to practice and stuff, it's like, you know, like we can all yeah, that. Was so, that so like, was so real. No matter how old, no matter <laughs> how old you was are. was going to it out. don't fight, don't fight back, fight forward. Yeah, that was quote. a great line. That, what a quote. That was the great, yeah. great, great line. What a quote. And especially since this situation is, is really reminiscent, almost word for word from like what happened to LeBron with the whole shut up and dribble thing. Because, you know, that's what he was told. Like, there's just another good example of the show taking, um, taking an opportunity to call out something that happened in real life. You know, Ted Lasso really, I think, is a show about, you know, mental health in general. Like, that's what, that's what it is. And I think, it's cool how every, like every step of the way, they're kind of bringing in new aspects of things that affect mental health to the forefront. And right now, this is like, you know, racism and bullying, right? They've done bullying before, but now we've taken it to a new level where it's like bullying through like bigotry. And we see how Sam is dealing with that. And the support he gets from the team as well is just amazing, especially with someone like Jamie, you know, being right at the front of that saying, you know, we needed to come here and help with this. Um, when they're fixing up the place. That's that's pretty nice. Yeah, and um, I loved how the show touched on, there's this undertone that like we get, like black we as black people get when we push back. Like you touched on it, like LeBron, like shut up and dribble. There's, there's this, you know, unspoken, well, obviously it's racism. It's not even unspoken, but there's, it's racist undertones where you're supposed to just take whatever like that comes to you with respect, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like and you should be happy to just be yeah, here. Yeah, just yeah, like it's it's crazy. Um, 
But speaking of Sam's dad, you know one scene I loved was when he made sure he made Rebecca uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> he did that. No, at, fir- at first I was like, what's going on here? Because he was fine, but all of a sudden he's freezing. So when later he was like, um, yeah, I made it weird. Of course I did. I was like, wow, this guy. <laughs> But you, but you know, no, you know that's know. that's something like my dad would do. Like he would revel in like sparring. Yeah, making <laughs> yeah. people uncomfortable like that. Like it's such a Nigerian dad thing to yeah, do. Yeah, it's like it's when they want to like measure up kind of thing. Yeah. It's like you know that kind. Of, but what I noticed as well was that what he said to Rebecca was, "Oh, Samuel has told me a lot about you," and then he waited for the reaction. He did the same thing to Simi. Yeah, so I, and Sam looked at him, and I'm like. This guy, this is his tactic. Any girl around his son, <laughs> that's how he knows. I it's like just like, idea. I'll say this, let me see their reaction. And that's such a Nigerian dad thing. Instead of asking like, oh, Sam, how's your dating life going? It's like, who are these women around him? I've heard a lot that's about just, you. Let me see if she'll so shake. so wild. Yeah, you know. <laughs> now look at them. I, I, eyeball to eyeball. Like, she shakes. <laughs> oh, my God. Nah, oh, the guy's a God. menace. <laughs> yeah but I, I thoroughly enjoyed his dad in the episode and what a way to to end the episode with the team just coming together to renovate the restaurants like beautiful scenes and we find man. out it's named after his dad as well beautiful yeah. scenes like well done how like there's Ted Lasso takes us to new levels of wholesomeness every time that's what I'm that's what I was saying is every step of the your way ha- this episode I was like so what's full. going on every yeah time. your heart's just so full like <laughs> they just they they always this sounds so cliche but they always give a new meaning to family like it just yeah. always just yeah that yeah. is very Even true like them keeping the broken mirror as well. yeah no, I have to like, say that broken mirror I, I get the sentiment Simi uh, Sam please just uh, it's all cool until the child cuts himself on that mirror and you get sued. So please, <laughs> please, please change the mirror. Bro, see, Just, I, I thought, yeah, I understand where your mind is at, bro. That's the one thing I was like, mm, you know, yeah. maybe fix the mirror. <laughs> I was screaming, man. Just a couple thousand quid. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, um, let's move on to other people in, in the show. Um, so Jamie, the selfless leader in the dressing room. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be this is the first time we're actually talking about Ted Lasso. So I know Iman's thoughts on Jamie. Yeah. What, what are your yeah. thoughts on Jamie? I think he's come pretty far, honestly. And it's one of those things where you don't want to believe it. You know how like somebody is kind of so annoying that you could just want them to stay in that box, right? <laughs> but Jamie starts to grow as a person and you know, this you, you see him like, changing and just like no 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 I, I want to dislike this guy <laughs> yeah, no, 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 but this, get, yeah but the show is telling you no just keep watching keep watching and human. now yeah now he's where he is right so Ted Lasso is trying to teach us the same characters that um the same lessons that the characters are learning so it makes me wonder are they building a leadership arc for Jamie especially like you know while they were at the Emirates right and you know there's this point where he basically fixes their tactic and I'm like that's interesting that it's Jamie who's doing that. You know, in season one, Jamie would have made his comment. First of all, he wouldn't have been scared about seeming like a prick. He would have just made the comment and then laughed. You know, he showed concern for, you know, keeping everyone comfortable. He said what he said. He was honest about it. Then he explained himself and everybody grew from it. That's just, I mean, it's, 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 you can just see it. Like it's night and day what they've done with this character. And 
it just makes you wonder like if from here on out they're now trying to get him into a new position like are they going to make him say you know like a substitute captain are they going to make him like pursue coaching somehow like yeah you know yeah. what's the general like what's the general i guess okay. information well, on that from from their point of view what i really loved was so you know when they were swapping names and then jamie said coach you've got it wrong i've got my name and then ted was like no nah, it's, it's correct because we need you up top we need you to score goals for us like basically you're the focal point mm-hmm. and obviously like the show that 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 scene i liked it because then when you get to the dressing room you see jamie he's in a way he's still the focal point but he's all about goals and you know we even see earlier in the season his goals dried up but he mm-hmm. doesn't even care about it he just wants the team to win he just wants his teammates to understand like the tactic and just to build that chemistry that like he knows that they can build and they were lacking from, you know, understanding Ted's total football. So yeah. just to see him walk up to the tactic board and just, you know, show his teammates how it should be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really love that. You know me, I've been a Jamie Stan from day one. <laughs> I love him. So um Yeah, I can't even blame you. I guess people like you have been vindicated because <laughs> man you've seen it. He wow. was just cartoonishly annoying before. It's like, okay, <laughs> now it's like all these layers they're giving him, even the relationship he has with Roy. Yeah. Right. That's not the kind of like they they they've gone to every aspect of this guy's character and like giving him a chance to kind of mature a little bit. And you know, it it's cool that they use it to move the story forward because it affects everybody around him. Right. But yeah, what I was going to say was that you know at the beginning I was like, it's all about when they use football to match like personal growth. Like what we see in this episode is literally the show is flexing on us, basically, because like Jamie is getting what he would have always wanted in the team like yeah. all, from when he was insecure about zava everything all he wanted was let me do my own thing let me be the main man and they're giving him the thing like oh you're not swapping with anybody you're yourself you're up front when he drops deep everyone is trying to pass to him everything yeah. that he would have wanted but then he's like you know this isn't me anymore basically and he's learned the value of community and yeah. it's up to him to even realize that. Like, it's not someone telling him or anything. He's just like, no, this isn't me anymore. Like, this, you know, and you can see, even when he walks up to the tactic board, like, there's a little look that Phil Dunster gives. And it's like, there's a part of him that's like, wow. Wow, I was actually, like, in my head, it's like telling himself, I was actually a prick. Like, because now look at where my head is. Like, why couldn't I think like this before? Was what I got from it kind of thing. And yeah. when he talks about it and it's like, also, I, I love football tactics. So when he actually explains it and he's like, you know, like I'm literally a decoy and, you know, and it's like, it would have been cool if, you know, number four ended up being sacrificed like Danny wanted it to be because, yeah. you know, but, um, but yeah, I really like that the show kind of used that, you know, element just to kind of flex of like, oh, this is everything he would have almost died for at the beginning. But like, mm-hmm. you know, he's past it now and it shows like how, you know, how we grow and how like what's important to you today might mean nothing tomorrow kind of thing what is number four it could be well what is number mm. four guys does he know that's not this is just a good <laughs> question like when when he says sacrifice i was like okay good but the show didn't even let that land so <laughs> i was like bro if it's not if it's not sacrifice then what i don't know maybe they'll leave it for a little episode i think for now my stance is that there is no number four yeah um yeah. Or that it's growth. I don't know. Oh, yeah, good shout, actually. Good shout. 
I think it's a leadership tactic, isn't it? Like when you leave it open-ended, like everyone has what they take from it. Yeah. So instead yeah. of just four things, you probably end up like 10. But yeah. everyone feels invested in the process because uh, they were part of like creating the four things in their head. And, Ted, know. the mastermind. Mm-hmm. That's how I think. Of Too it, smart, anyway. man. Too smart. <laughs> that's, see, you're starting like Tread Cream now. Drinking the tea. Because <laughs> <laughs> nah, Tread Cream was killing me in this episode, man. This guy like is like his eye opened. He's like, wow. <laughs> the guy, it's like, now nah, I see it. <laughs> you know, all he needed was them boards in the show, right? Yeah, connecting dots. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you came in and you did all this to build team spirit. So I will lead this tactic. It's hard. Ah, like, bro, just calm, actually down. Wow. calm down, bro. <laughs> calm <laughs> down, bro. <laughs> <laughs> because he's like actually part of them now, which is which is so yeah, funny. Like, yeah. Like he's here writing a book. Like he's, he's actually still freelancing. But I wonder like if they were to give Trent Krim his actual role in the organization, what would it be? Yeah. I think maybe like, like press secretary, but I yeah, feel like that's what Keely was doing already. Yeah, I think he'd be like media officer. Also. Yeah, but now nah, being in Richmond is contagious. I look at Roy; he was like, "Just make a star." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, look what you've done to me. <laughs> nah, oh my god! Speaking of Roy, man. that nigga is sick. What was he doing in training? Oh, the dick strings. Please, somebody needs to explain that. Like, I thought that those strings were gonna go around their wrists. Why is he making the stick even, so hard? I don't know if it was going to be their wrists. Like, so that like... See, that would have been good too. Have. But it's like, when he said he was there, he was just smiling. And like... And then he, fact, no, he just started actually laughing. Like, they showed him laughing, laughing for a solid he 30 seconds. He wasn't even smiling. <laughs> have we seen Roy laugh in this show? This is the first time, no, I think. Not like that, man. Definitely not like that. <laughs> Belly laughing. Laugh. Yeah. And it's like, how did he even... I guess he's scared though, Shad. They're all scared of because I'm like, everyone actually puts it. I'm like, bro, do something <laughs> tight to something else. <laughs> like, nah, is it checking? When, when Jamie screamed, I was already, I was like, wow, okay. It's, it's bro, <laughs> what, 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 <laughs> I was hoping that the thing was still there. What's that guy? <laughs> that guy that guy that picked the thing, I was like, <laughs> the guy nah. was looking like, like, <laughs> like he was trying to do the autopsy or something. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was just like, you're just looking at the news. I was like, bro. Yeah, literally. I thought I was like, okay, the news. Like, maybe, maybe this is like a situation where, because you've seen that there's nothing on the news, everything is fine. But everybody was still afraid. The show was like, nah, we're not letting you off that easy. That was oh crazy. And and then Bomber Catch and Isaac still end up falling over. Actually, you know, yeah. speaking of Bomber Catch, is he what, is he the only one I went to school? How is he out here fixing neon signs? Oh. Think, no, but I think like they said it before that he's like a tech nerd or something like that. I think mm. I remember that from another episode or something that he like does engineering or something like that. But I remember there was something in the episode because I was like, yeah, this is from when I was binging it. But it was like, there was a period where it was like, they're just giving everybody one thing, like yeah. one characteristic. Like we don't really have the time to spend with you, but this is, this is what you're good no, at. No, but even till now, I So think... you feel like they're real people, yeah. <laughs> and even till now, I feel like we see everyone is unique in the team. Like there's no, you know, normally in football teams, you pretty much have like a click, mm. but we, we've seen like unique characteristics of everyone, like a Canadian guy that's called Van Damme. <laughs> the fact that everyone is actually sticking Colin to calling him Van Damme. Damme. You know, like I that. thought it was a joke. I thought the, I thought the show it was would just, too. I thought the show would just do it and maybe oh, we just episode. yeah we just forget it. But they've been actually keeping. <laughs> nah, they've and not only have they been doing that, they've been highlighting this guy. Like they showed him, like they showed him scoring a goal during training. 
Yeah. Then before that last episode, him and this sexual business. <laughs> like, Bro. <laughs> He's too irony, <laughs> man. Too I just, <laughs> it's like, yo, Van Damme, relax. <laughs> calm, calm. But relax. I like, I like his shot because if, if, if it's representation. Said, representation not even just matters. that. Representation. <laughs> representation of what? Honey boys. No, they're out there. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> they're out there. If you're listening, shout out. <laughs> yeah, shout out. <laughs> Wow. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Uh, guys, Ima is recording next to me. So all this madness, I'm hearing it in person. <laughs> nah, this is this I'm is acknowledging our, our, our audience. I don't understand. Actually, you know what? In fact, speaking of different parts of the audience, it was something for the football people. First of all, how do we feel about this new away kit? Because I feel like I like the orange. This yellow and blue. Not gonna lie, I've been looking at the kits and even I think I saw Tonsil, isn't it? Yeah, I saw the home one in I think they're selling it in Nike stores. Like, I might cop, you know. I might cop it actually. Well, it's like I might quid, cop, man. You know? <laughs> eh? It's like 80 quid, bro. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Apple. Bro. 80 quid. It's <laughs> <80 quid>. uh, <laughs> like bro. Still still though, it's worth your considering. Yeah, no, it's, it's clean, man. Like, yeah, really the, nice. the the way kit is really like I I really like it. I really like, and like it. And no, sorry, how did ahead. you guys? How did you guys feel about the actual execution of Total Football? Like for when they scored that goal, because clearly Aloe White loved it. <laughs> he was like, "This is bloody gorgeous." It's like not Aloe White showing excitement. So yeah, like how did? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, feel, I was like, I feel, "Wow, okay." What a goal, though. Yeah, I think that it was, was it was on. nice. What I think it was spot on, and they actually went ahead to have the extra pass. Um, yeah, like the extra pass is always like the key thing when and you play this type of Jamie football. And it was Jamie, and it was Jamie as well like, that had the, the extra pass. Yeah. So like, see, see, building on these nuggets. This bro. Like, so it's like you know little things there if you're looking for it. But yeah, it's like you know who even scored it at the end. Um, was it Colin? No, I don't I think, think it was Colin Batch. Was it? No. Oh, Maybe. I can't yeah, I can't remember. But, but as a actually, shameless Arsenal fan, I celebrated yeah. the three goals, child. <laughs> yeah, fa- there's that. And there's even the fact that, forever, the, that the fans, the fans were singing that song. Yeah. The song that that guy made is, last year. Ted Lasso really is thorough. They really know what they're doing. It is yeah, thorough because doing, even yeah. every, like, Ima and I touched on in a previous episode, like even when they first initially showed Sam's restaurant, normally you'd hear like a generic, not a generic, but like... But a Boy song. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, that's what I was... Pop, like the most popular song you'd ever hear. Yeah. But, bro, I find myself singing along because the song yeah. is... Yeah. Not only it was I such like a good song, choice. Bro, techno. Oh my it's God. So, Allow me to enjoy last... myself. And they showed his yeah. dad. Like there was vibes. Like an it's, actual it's, vibe like, in the restaurant. The thing, it suits the moment. Like when you compare it to like, was in Top Boy that they played. What was the Burner Boy song that they played? When Jimmy. Uh, I can't remember. It was, but they played a Burner Boy song. Um, 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 oh, it was, it's, it was a song from African Giants, Burner. And it didn't feel, it didn't. Yeah. It was not. Yeah. It was just off. Like the guy was driving in the car and it's coming out <laughs> and it's like, bro, okay, we know you guys are calm, Bonner boy, but yeah, this isn't. When the bedu they enter body and the guy is just coming <laughs> from jail, jail. <laughs> like, bro, which bedu is that true body? <laughs> like, 
This guy has eaten proper food in how long? Good Nah, it's that's hilarious because so, honestly, the music supervision in Ted Lasso is it's, so it's good. Nah, it's perfect, the, and the man. composition is great too. Like for the it's, original it's stuff, perfect. like like I can't yeah, believe enough cool, about this nice. show. I like I I'm always looking forward to Wednesdays, man. Always looking forward to Wednesdays. Another yeah, another nice. thing I wanted us to talk about. So we we've talked on teamwork racism. How about romance, guys? How do you know when a guy, when a girl likes you, Bubi? You very much don't, unless you ask. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> like at least if you, I, I think it depends on the situation. Like if you, if it's this Nate's type of thing where we're looking at where he's out here creeping by the window. First of all, don't do that. <laughs> but but don't you do know, like like with Nate doing that though, like the fact that she hadn't called the police should should show that she likes it. Facts to be to be Fair. fair. She hasn't called for this. She hasn't reported. No, what actually killed me was when when he didn't show up and she actually was now looking for him. She's like, ah, "Where's this guy?" <laughs> he has not come but to you know, me. but you know, but you know, you know. Sometimes <laughs> girls are like that. They might not be feeling you, but they like having you around, kind of thing. So hmm. you know, you can't, you can't just. Uh, not that I know anything about all these things. Where is master? I just hear from Chinedu. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Riz god. Riz Master. <laughs> oh my god. Speaking oh, of man. Riz, but Nate's dad is good to it. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was actually smooth. I can't I can't. But it's scary, I don't like Nate. Like. I don't like How's it scary? Bro, bro that no. is that is a class line. Bro, it's a bit scary now. Somebody that you've never spoken to in school, they are drawing map of where you grew up to where they grew up. <laughs> <laughs> drawing bro. map to where oh you live god. in uni. Actually, you've never spoken to them at all. Had they not spoken? Never. He said she didn't. Said they had. They hadn't really spoken. So maybe he heard it. Like this guy went and did. This guy went and did research. (laughs) Guy went and did research. I mean, you have to respect tenacity. You have to respect. (laughs) Workers. 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 (laughs) But that's the thing. I, I like that that they bring that as a real touching point in the episode. That Nate actually has to express himself because that's something he struggled with. Right. Like. I genuinely thought he was mm-hmm. going to that mirror to spit. I'm got- <laughs> Farm, farm. That needs maybe, to stop. Maybe that. First of all, yes, that needs to stop. It's fucking gross. I hate when people spit, especially on the road. Yeah. But let me not start around. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into that. But <gasps> maybe the show is trying to tell us he is slowly not becoming that guy. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. maybe he, cause you know, he needs to spit to stand up for himself, mm. but, but he didn't him, do that this time. And yeah, I thought that was interesting. He didn't do that this time. Maybe that's something for us to look out for. I think, I think they also really like humanized him again. Yeah. And I, I was a bit annoyed. I was like, fuck, I hate this See, guy. This, this like, is what I was you, saying. It's like, you want to hate this guy, but like, they're not allowing you. <laughs> like, I'm like, bro, I used to like this guy. You made me hit him. Fine. You've won. Why are you now making me care again, man? It was when he was when he fell down and then the thing dropped and I was like, a car is going to smash this thing. And I'm just like, hundred percent. But me, I'm still wondering, like, how did he fall? I don't understand how you fell there. Oh, yeah, because you're a you're a klutz. When, when you're <laughs> tense, man, anything can happen. Like you can't, I you can't so. fall at any aspects, man. But then again, I mean, we see a huge reason why this guy is, you know, he's. I don't how know the word to use, but he's very. For lack of a better word, shy. Mm. Like we mm-hmm. see his dad. Very introverted. Yeah, very, very introverted. Like his sister starts to talk about, oh, like the women in your life. And then his dad is almost like, 
this is a grown ass man. His dad is almost trying to like baby him, like, you know, let's not talk about these topics. Obviously, I know the granddaughter was there, but you could also feel She's wild for saying that in front of her daughter. I'm just gonna <laughs> <laughs> She definitely but, is. Yeah. But I could tell the tone from his dad was almost like he doesn't want to hear like Yeah. yeah he actually just doesn't strict. want to be involved in it. Yeah. Even when he leaves, it's like let's leave them to that girl talk. Yeah, mm-hmm. like which is you know, to, ima- there's the emasculation of your own son. Yeah, emasculate yeah. him, and yeah, so we can see a, a big reason why Ted is the way he is, and Nate. his mom, sorry, Nate is the way he is, yeah. and his mom also. You can also see she's she's she loves her kids, like, mm-hmm. but she's almost like. Anything Popsy says, even when the yeah. sister says, "Let's bring out the map," she's like, she's almost reluctant to mm-hmm. yeah, talk about she's like, it. Like you are not your dad. Yeah. So, but I mean, are are you here for Ted, um, Nate's um, finding love? Redemption. Well, Nate's finding love, I'm kind of okay with Nate's overall redemption arc. I mean, needs some more con- convincing. Um, he needs oh to. He needs like man's needs to like prostrate and say, "See, I'm sorry." <laughs> like Crawl he needs to up. acknowledge that what he did was a problem. He needs to apologize for tearing that sign. Yeah. Like, cause now everybody knows, right? Yeah. So he needs to. He needs to just own up to everything. I think it, it is possible for him to be redeemed. I know a bunch of people I'm watching the show with. They they don't want him redeemed at all. Um, but yeah. that's but just like, that's, that's just kind of. Yeah, it's just antithetical to to Ted Lasso. I think I think it just makes sense for for that to for that to work out for him. And I like that we're kind of seeing him have a bit of a growth arc there. This is somebody with abandonment issues. This is somebody yeah. who's really insecure. And you know, it all stems from his father. That's why I said I don't really like Nate's dad that much. Like it doesn't cost you that much to just, you know, acknowledge your child. But mm-hmm. you never did that. And you can even see that that man put all his eggs into the the older sister. Yeah. Right. Because she's out here, like, you know, she's a, she hear what she said, she's a lawyer. She said, now I'm the coolest lawyer in the firm. So you can already tell, like, you know, one of my children is a lawyer. The other one is a kit man, right? Yeah. So he's yeah. not, like, giving him that much acknowledgement. He's like, okay, yeah. look what, and now he even becomes, he becomes a manager for, like, West Ham. Like, that's not small, right? Yeah. And they're still just not, like, allowing him, like, his dad is still not allowing him actually, like, celebrate and, and progress. So yeah, it's definitely a little strange. Yeah, I think what you just mentioned even got me thinking because, like, you know, in, like, what's the word? Like, basically, like, ethnic minority families, basically. Like, there's still always that stigma against, like, careers in, like, sports and arts and stuff yeah. like yeah, that. So, like, yeah, yeah. law will always still hold weight to someone like that more yeah. often than not. Yeah, um, exactly. So, whether he's a manager or not, in his mind, is like, he didn't, it's not what he went to school for. Basically. Yeah. And in a way, I, I guess the show has always told us that Nate is very much tactically good, mm-hmm. even before yeah. he got the job. So mm-hmm. we never know what his background was. Maybe he tried to get into football in one way or the other, but he just ended up as a kit man. And then yeah. you know, his, his dad has always Trying to work his way up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even, even before he got the job, maybe as a kit man, obviously this is me making assumptions, but like Ima said, his dad just didn't approve and he's just never gotten around to approving. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we got to see the backstory of him and we got to see what, well, not the back, but like kind of like an insight into his family. And yeah, I mean, I've always said I'm here for Nate's redemption. Um, Angel, kill you. 
<laughs> like two or three episodes back. You know, you know the context for that. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I, I don't think. I think he, he's just very flawed. Yeah, he's just very, very flawed. But I think even when West Ham met Richmond, we could see that he's very, he's kind of self-aware. Like yeah. he knows he messed up. So yeah, um, we we'll see where he goes from here. To be honest, I think. Uh- I, I feel like them using, because one, one thing I really enjoyed in the episode was, you know, these montages of like just London waking up, right? Mm, yeah. Every, like, like from the, um, you know, the people who are like opening up their stores mm-hmm. to that really, really for no good reason, skilled window cleaner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that guy was killing it. But um, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm using that to, you know, show us and Nate's doing this, like going to that. Um, you know, taste of Athens as his own morning routine. You know, it kind of gives us a sense of like his own purpose. Like this is what he wakes up thinking about. He wants to see if this girl is there, but he never talks to her. So I'm glad he actually, you know, does that. But you know, speaking of romance, do we think there's actually anything going on with Sam and Simi? Like at this point, like because the way they were, because we, we, this is like the most we've seen them really interact in an episode, I think, and. It seems kind of friendly. Yeah, but so I, I thought. Don't know. Mm, I guess you know, I, I thought they were I together saw before. On his face, you could see that reaction of when your dad or when your parents says, "I've heard so much about you." Mm. That like. So he has he has plans basically. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. But for for a while, like I thought they were already together, and I didn't thought we didn't know because like there was that episode where they're like, "Oh, Sam doesn't come out for like the dating thing." Anymore. Yeah, that's what's then, making me wonder. Know, and he's like, you know, she's head chef. Like, as a guy, you know, do you know how much money he has put into that restaurant that he has basically put in her own hands like that, you know? Yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe they're together. Um, even the way they made Rebecca look at them and stuff, I was like, maybe there's something going on here. But then, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Like, this episode, they kind of almost walked it back. There's a bit more friendly. But then it's also like, I can still see that he it's likes It's still possible, her. yeah. And also because the dad used the same tactic again. Yeah. And yeah. Sam looked at him to see if he approved kind of thing. Like, okay, what does daddy think about this? Come, come, come. So I mean, he definitely like the, this, he definitely like the appropriately aged Yoruba girl named Sam <laughs> <laughs> over Rebecca Wilson. <laughs> so. Yeah, because to be fair, like, you'll probably think like, ah, I'm all this one with her money and everything. She's not just deceiving my son. Or and she told him that, oh, if you don't go out with me, you find a new club. <laughs> well, see, that, that, and, and, that, and that's the issue with their relationship, right? And it makes me wonder, because I, I said that to someone and the discussion we then got into was, wouldn't that now be a problem between Sam and Simi as well, since he's her boss, right? So mm. it's kind, it's kind, it's kind of an interesting scenario. But I'm interested. I'm, yeah, I'm looking I forward guess, to seeing how the show handles it. Yeah, I guess Rebecca's one was like, you know, there's that, but then there's also like the age factor as well, kind of thing. Yeah, if that makes sense. at the very least, we don't have to be worried that like you know, either of them was using the other for money because like you know they have money, yeah, which is which is a good thing. Simi is a chef, like. Yeah, you get work as a chef, but as like a footballer, like if a team like just bins you off, like you know, part of being a footballer, your attitude is part of your brand as well. So it's like yeah, they could money the waters. Yeah, they can say, oh yeah, don't don't like don't don't hire him, don't like yeah, Yeah. because everyone wants a reference before they get in a footballer because it's expensive. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, see that's that's another thing because 
now we're talking about like power balances in relationships. I think now is probably a good time to mention Kili and Jack. Jack, yeah. How do we feel about that? You know like, what's funny? This, this is actually love bombing on some level, right? It, on some level? Like, like on a but big like, level. On a big level. It took me a while to catch up to it. Like, Bro, when, before it was cute. When, when, when... The daisies. When, no, initially when it was Kili cute, and, but then Kili, the flowers was... When Kili and Rebecca were meeting up and then Rebecca was like, don't you think this is love bombing? At like least she didn't know what it was. in my notes that... Rebecca has been bad vibes. Like I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was like <laughs> not bad there and she was just projecting. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it legit looked like she was projecting. But you know when yeah. she said it, I paused and I was like, hmm, could it be? <laughs> what is she cooking? God, no, I actually wrote it like, hmm, love bombing. Could she, could she be hmm. right? I actually see it, love bombing. Hmm. I literally Before Rebecca that. said it, I had already said, I was already like, bro, it's there's really, something wrong I, here. I didn't think so though. No, there was something wrong because, no, because I, I, it was, me, I didn't it, think it was love bombing. I thought it was I didn't think love like, bombing. Yeah, I, I didn't think, I just, like, I just oh. thought, yeah, it was unhealthy somehow. Yeah. Because, okay, I mean, First of all, the fact that they were in the Netherlands, I was just like, oh yeah, let's just go to my plane or whatever, right? True. And all these different things to, yeah, all these things to to sort of impress her. Even when Keely's talking to to her about the whole thing, why is there a ring inside the croissant? She got, that means she came early, right? Paid these people, instructed Mm -hmm. them to bake a ring into this croissant. And that's actually scary. Like, what if she has followed it? But anyway, yeah, now that you just broke it down, I'm terrified. Yeah, no, like, this is, this is the thing. Like, that flower one, I was like, yo, this is wild. But like, the beginning... That's some of them like, were dead. Know, oh, bro. Aside bro. even being dead, why, like, why is me coming into my office and seeing every inch covered with flour even supposed to be romantic? But you know, at least even... Yeah, that okay, looks like say, inconvenience. Bro, no, but you know, let's just say you even get 15. Yeah. 15 is even bad enough, but you cover every inch with flour. But it's because just before that, Kili made that very slight comment like, oh, daisies are my favorite. I said daisies are my favorite, yeah. And the next thing is cover everything with daisies. Like, <laughs> oh, literally the next day. Like, ah, uh-uh. ah. Like, oh, so it was like, like It's so dangerous like... to me, honestly. It, and because oh. the, the, the fact that she announced it to the office on some level, that's like, okay. This I is you getting cute. out in front of it. This and that can be cute as well. My man Dan said, "Love is love." Uh, <laughs> they, had, they had to Barbara stop that guy. That guy, shambles, man. That guy is a shambles, man. You know what? Oh that guy, God. that guy makes me think. I want to see that guy and Leslie together. That's like one that of my dream pairs. Oh, that would be good. Same that would be good. That guy is a shampoo, man. Do you remember when he was going to quit and they told him to sit down and he sat down? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Yo, no, that guy, like that guy is actually so funny. Leslie have hot tea together. Wow. Higgins, oh, my God. <laughs> Higgins suffered. Like we saw, it blasted oh, the ball with glass. My man spilled. <laughs> First of all, I, how hard did this guy kick that ball? No ball. You know what's like, funny? Well, I, I thought he this. was. I thought I swear Ted Lasso is hilarious because I thought he would actually put in a curler, like one sexy ball nah, like this. You know? Like, yeah. I, the, I the guy made a point of saying. The guy made a point of saying, "I've been set up. I never take a corner in my life. Not even in youth team in <laughs> my, my whole life." life. <laughs> the guy cleared that ball. <laughs> Oh my god. That tea was hot, like just poured on Higgins Ooh. for no reason. No reason. <laughs> you know, you know what? You guys said Leslie actually you said Leslie and Dan. I would like to see Leslie, Dan, and Will. 
Yeah. Will is fun. Mm. <laughs> Will give us proper. We have Coach Beard at home. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I swear to God, I thought it was Beard. <laughs> Bro, I thought it was Beard. I'm, I, I had to. Now, when he was standing, ne- when he was standing next to Ted, I was like, "Let's go, baby!" Like, I, I genuinely <laughs> thought it was beard. I had to like rewatch wait, it. Wait, wait, wait! To realize that wasn't him. It wasn't him. It was, it was Will. Will, man. Guy <laughs> okay, was Will. I'm so nah, this dead. show it shocked me. Like, Will. Every time the, the entire swap thing, everybody was just. Everybody oh, was man. was performing. Nah, man. Like Danny Rojas is like, we're gonna fuck him up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like oh, and even Isaac said, "Hey, Dios mios." Like, nah, it was, yeah. <laughs> it, it was just hilarious. Like this episode, it it didn't have to be this funny. Like, it didn't have to be this wholesome. But they were just killing it this episode. <laughs> even right down to Barbara saying that, yeah, you know, I'm CFO of this company, but I. I take the tube in my pajamas and I have a warm yogurt. <laughs> and that's my breakfast. Warm warm yogurt? Warm? I was just like, uh-uh. Barbara is awesome. very sad and miserable. Like, in <laughs> such a hilarious way. Like, <laughs> like you, you just know she has no joy. <laughs> literally. Literally. Except for oh, those her little globes. Those are pretty good. Yeah, guys, that brings us to the end of this episode. Um, thank you so much to Abu Bay for making the time. My pleasure. Ima, thank you for offering your magnificent studio <laughs> to come and record. I'm screaming, man. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening so far. Um, as usual, please make sure that you like, share, and subscribe. Please tell your friends about it. We've recently concluded our episodes, Ibube and Priscilla, where on the episodes of Man- The Mandalorian, please make sure to check that out. We've done episodes on Yellow Jackets. We've done episodes on Ring Dogs. Barry is back as well. We've done an episode on that and we're currently covering Succession. So we have the work rate of Kante right now. So please make sure <laughs> that you're supporting us, please. Um, Thank you very much, guys, and it's a wrap. See you. Later. <laughs>